0: Hi, welcome to the Carnivore Stories podcast with me, Alyssa Grubner. The carnivore way of eating completely transformed my life. And it's stories just like the ones you'll hear on this podcast that kept me going every step of the way. I hope you're ready to hear an inspirational carnivore story. I know I am. But first... Let me tell you about the meat tastic t-shirts I have for sale on my spring store. It's a great opportunity for you to become a walking billboard if that's what you're into. And it's a great opportunity for you to support your new favorite podcast. You can find a link to the spring store in my bio on Instagram at meet, meat m e a t mrs m r s grubs g-r-u-b-s i'll also put a link to the store in this video's description on youtube so check it out and get some carnivore swag welcome to episode 23 of the carnivore stories podcast today i have with me aaron barboza he's 42 years old living in central texas he's a personal trainer Licensed massage therapist and x ray tech. And you can connect with Aaron on Instagram at barboza.aaron. Thank you so much for meeting with me today, taking the time out of your day and getting on here talking about health.
1: You bet. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I like to. Jump right into it. If, can you give me, give us all some background about your lifestyle um, before coming to the way you live now? Maybe some of the issues you were dealing with? Okay.
1: So I want to say for me, it started probably when I was, when I first became a personal trainer, I was um, probably in my early 20s. And uh, what I was doing was eating the diet plans that I was given you know, as a personal trainer or the nutrition plans. And around 2010, I started having stomach problems that got really bad. And I'll go and see a doc, I get diagnosed uh, with ankylosing or first with lymphocytic colitis. And no matter what I ate, I just felt horrible. And I was getting a wide variation of uh, grains. Uh, I was doing a lot of vegetables. My mom was an herbalist. So she advocated a lot of eat more vegetables, you know, this is going to be good for your diet. And so I did and the whole time I just suffered. And um in 2016 started doing I found out I was diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis, which is um inflammatory arthritis of the spine and it just got bad from there. And I want to say around 2019 I started doing keto and uh, while I was on that keto journey, I was starting to feel a little bit better and uh, but I was still doing a lot of the plants and vegetables still. So when I totally got off of vegetables and that was about two years ago, I've been carnivore for about about that long now, uh, night and day difference. Like uh, my stomach's been doing better. Uh, My rheumatologist that I see now is just amazed. She's just like, okay, your, your blood labs are doing better than what they were doing in 2020. So what are you doing in 20? What are you doing now? That's different. So I explained to her that, you know, what I was doing. And she says, well, you, you have the best blood labs out of all the patients I've seen in the last two months and they're better than what they were in 2020. So yeah. um, It's making things pristine or it's just helping with, yeah, just, we can't advocate it, but just keep doing what you're doing. I guess, and I don't know, it's been, it's been better for me since. Yeah,
0: That's awesome. Um, So where did you first hear about carnivore?
1: Uh, my wife, actually. <laughs> so um, we were doing the family was doing keto in 2019. And then around that time frame, my wife's like, she pulls me to the side, and she pulls my son to the side and says, you know, y- y'all should really look into this. And I thought, no way, I'm not gonna just eat meat all the time. They're just, that's not, sustain- <laughs> that's not sustainable. I can, I can't be mm-hmm. doing that. And I thought, you know, and I was thinking as a personal trainer, you got to have a variety of all these things. And, and, and I guess, I mean, yeah so it was really my wife.
0: <laughs> oh, good wife. Good on her <laughs> um, so you you you're like, honey, this sounds crazy, but I'm gonna go ahead and give it a try. What did that look like for you? I mean, I guess you were keto, so it was probably just was it removing the rest of those vegetables?
1: yeah, I would say, um well it's just when I started eliminating all the vegetables things started getting better these high fiber like we were doing a lot of um like of the cabbages like the brussels sprouts the cabbage and 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 I would just eat those and I would still have problems and I thought maybe I should just start by cutting out you know these vegetables and I cut out broccoli Mm -hmm. I cut out yeah brussels sprouts and I and and just started feeling better
0: um did you have any issues adapting so I know you were already keto, maybe you went through keto flu already, but was it, was there a big change going carnivore?
1: Um, actually, I was just uh, following some of the other doctors that do, um, you know, keto and carnivore. And um, you could say I went from keto to keto and then went to carnivore. And I think that transition yeah. helped me out a lot. Just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, cutting out sweets too, because when I cut out sugar and grains and processed sugars. I was doing xylitol, etheritol, birch bark, monk fruit, stevia, you know, all the keto or the other artificial, other sweeteners too. And um, now when I cut those out too, my stomach got better also.
0: Okay. Um, and so the family was doing keto in 2019, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Did anyone else try out carnivore with you or were you the uh,
1: the lone wolf? No, it's actually my teenagers, uh, do like it as well. So they're, um, I'll have to okay. show you her Instagram, uh, but yeah, um, my daughter had two pieces of raw heart that were just small pieces after her workout yesterday. And then she had, um, some sausage, some eggs and bacon for, for breakfast. And, you know, every now and then, like, since we have a baby too, um, we'll do a little bit of fruit, well, they'll do a little bit of fruit and then they'll eat it too, you know, just because it's there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's hard to, it's, I guess it's okay. hard
0: for them, but. And that baby girl, she is so precious. I see you walking around, you're grounding, you're transferring the electrons to her. She is so precious. Is, is that your daughter? That is. Yeah. Oh, wow. She's... That is so awesome. I I love babies. I... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. This is a little bit off topic, but. It's okay. So you have. You have teenagers and then do you have any, any children in the middle or is that, is there that gap, that big gap between kids?
1: Yeah, the gap is there. Um, My son's 19, uh, my daughter's 16, and then the baby, she's uh, 13 months.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Um, So that's my husband. When we were graduating high school, his mom just gave birth to a baby. So, so he's got, I've got a, a 10 year old niece or not niece. Mm -hmm. She's my sister-in-law. I, I, I often group her in with the nieces and nephews that she's my sister-in-law. But that, uh, if if you don't mind me asking, what made you decide to have more children after all that time?
1: Um, We actually call this our, I'm calling it our miracle baby. Uh, We knew that when my wife, after our 16 year old, her health got pretty bad. And, um, she, uh, developed Hashimoto's thyroid condition. Her A1C was in getting in the diabetic range and she just felt horrible all the time. And then when we did keto in 2019, it just made everything regulate. And, um, she went back into reproductive mode (laughs) and then we had a baby.
0: Wow. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah. That's, that (laughs) is a miracle. Um, Well, so I have two, my daughter, she's eight and my son is, he just turned five. And so after my son, um, I mean, my health was like in the dumpster, like in the landfill Mm -hmm. And so it was in, in, pregnancy, you know, really made my health so much worse. Looking back, it's because I didn't eat meat my entire pregnancy and I spent the entire pregnancy indoors. And so that probably made me really sick. Um, and so me and my husband really felt like if I had another baby, it would kill me. It could possibly actually kill me. And so wow. he got a He got a vasectomy. Because we were like, we really shouldn't have kids. And this is the biggest regret. I mean, at the time, it seemed like the best idea. But now that I'm healthy, we're both like, man, you know, we would love to have more children. So our miracle would be a, a step ahead of yours. But we're, we've are got fingers crossed that maybe all the meat he's eating, his vast deferens will grow back. And we'll have a miracle baby too.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. you're just cool. like
0: okay but you know what <laughs> strange stranger things have happened have they not
1: <laughs> yeah that's true yeah, yeah
0: okay back to you i'm sorry i'm sorry no you're good um all right so what all do you eat what all do you include in your
1: diet okay so um my wife did my she calculated my macros on an app and um because you know i've been doing like as a personal trainer i was thinking protein, protein, protein. I was doing chicken fish, but I wasn't getting much fat, hardly any fat. So, yeah. Um, this morning I had, or what I do is basically six tablespoons of butter in my scrambled eggs. And I do six scrambled eggs. If I, if it's a lot, you know, and I don't feel like eating it all in one setting, I'll spread it out over the course of the day. And then, um, my goal is also to eat about maybe two pounds of meat a day. So whether it's ground bison, ground lamb, ground, um, you know, ground beef, grass fed beef. Uh, I try to find whatever ruminants I can and um, try to do that with as much as well, just with the eggs. I mean, that's the only dairy I'm getting and butter. Those are the only two that I'm pretty much consuming right now and just drinking plenty of water, electrolytes. Uh, I'm a sucker for those Topo Chico's. (laughs) Those are good. So um, Mm -hmm. so I've been been buying the mineral waters, but that's about it. What are
0: your thoughts on alkaline water? You know, I used to be all into the alkaline water because of, you know, what they're saying. You want to alkalinize your body. But something that I learned is that the alkaline water can actually reduce the acidity of your stomach. um, And that can make it harder for you to digest fat and protein. And, um, And so I'm like... I'm like, get all the alkaline water away from me. Cause I've had, I've had issues um, coming to carnivore uh, adjusting to digesting meat and fat. And, and I'm pretty sure it's cause I had a little stomach acid. Um, cause I was drinking a lot of alkaline water and I was adding like baking soda to my water a lot of times mm. because of the alkalinizing effects and you know, down the line I've learned, well, that can reduce your stomach acid also. Um, So I, I stay away from it. And I, and I try to tell people maybe rethink this or, I mean, uh, another thing is I feel like a lot of people say a lot of things in this carnivore space. So I feel like if someone out there is listening and they hear me saying this about alkaline water, look into it for yourself and experiment on yourself. Cause I could be completely wrong five years from now. I could be saying, Oh, I wish I would have drank all this alkaline water.
1: Oh, I've been seeing it around, so I don't know too much about it. But, okay. Um, yeah. And, um, I've been doing more just acidic. I've been like apple cider vinegar and water. Yeah. Sometimes I'll yeah. put a little bit of salt in there along with maybe half a squeezed lemon juice in there. Okay. And, just, and I just water that down. And, yeah, and, and that's, I mean, that keeps the heartburn away for me, which I didn't tell you yeah. about I, I I had bad heartburn before, before I made the changes to my okay. diet. Like just acid reflex, getting yeah. up in the middle of the night, feeling it and then shoveling Tums in my mouth and going back to bed. And it's just, that just wasn't right. doing it and taking Nexium's too. Cause I would, I'd have to keep that heartburn yeah. at bay. <laughs> Not
0: anymore yeah and and that's that's something that you know i I learned too that heartburn is usually from low stomach acid, not the stomach acid being too high or you know too acidic it's It's the opposite, and so a lot of times people with heartburn will benefit from their the the stomach pH becoming more acidic mm. um, okay. you mentioned the topochicos and. Everyone in my household, we are so hooked on them. Um, my kids, they they just know sparkling water as Topo Chico, so it doesn't matter, you know, what container it's in. They're like, I want some Topo Chico. It can be a Lacroix or a San Pellegrino or something. They're like, we want Topo Chico. Um, but you know, over I think it was over the summer, all of a sudden they started getting hard to find in our area. Did was that something you experienced that? That they weren't available.
1: Yeah, there's some stores that have them and some stores that don't. Um, uh, with being in Central Texas, I think HEBs are pretty known out here. And what I okay. find over there are the 1877s, which are mineral waters, also, and they're close enough. So yeah, or yeah. they're about the same. They're about the same thing, <laughs> really. But yeah. okay,
0: okay. So if we can I, I find I've those.
1: Okay. Are there many HEVs where you're at?
0: No, okay. no, not at all. Um, okay. Is that, that's a gas station.
1: Uh, no, it's a, grocery it's, a, grocery, it's a grocery store. It's a grocery store. They, okay. they have like some bigger ones and they have some, some that are a little bit smaller, I, but the ones in central Texas I like going to because that's where I can find more um, of the meats that I'm looking for and, you know, I can find organs there too. Um, then again, I like going to Whole Foods w- when I go to Dallas um, Central or when I okay. go up more north because I, I still have clients out that way that I see. And when I'm seeing a client out there, I'll, I'll run to either Sprouts or Whole Foods and see what kind of organs I can get, bone yeah. marrow.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So you're, you're including some organs and bone marrow in your diet.
1: I am, yes. Desiccated...
0: Okay. What's your experience been like with those? Like-
1: uh, uh, it's been pretty good. Um, first, you know, I didn't want to do anything raw at first. So I was always, you know, cooking everything and making sure that it, it was the right color before I ate it. And, um, you know, I was asked questions, you know, aren't you worried about, you know, like it being bad or something, you know, you can get sick. I'm like, well, I checked the expiration dates. They look good. They put it on the shelves. So, um, you know, I started sampling a little bit of raw liver here and there but um it was it was definitely a texture difference it was a big taste Mm -hmm. difference and then if I can't stomach it then I'll just get the desiccated organs either through you know the companies that I have are my wife was ordering them and then I started ordering my own
0: Mm. yeah um yeah I I every once in a while I'll get a craving for liver and Brilliant. and i'll i'll have have a little bit of raw liver i keep it in the freezer like kind of yeah. cubes and every once in a while something's going on and my body is like yeah we really need some of that and it sounds good but any other time it doesn't sound good it doesn't taste good so i definitely just wait for the mm. craving can you talk about some of the other instruments you've used for, on your healing journey, like maybe red light therapy or grounding.
1: Okay. Okay. So, um, red light therapy was, um, was, I just hopped on Amazon and I was just looking at their red lights and I did a little research on just, um, talking to other estheticians because I'm, I've also worked in a spa setting, being a massage therapist and some of them were using the machines that have red light therapy. And I thought, well, let me just see about this. And I heard of massage therapists that massage their clients with a red light therapy lamp on. So I thought, okay, this is something I need to research. I need to get into it. If it's, if it's in my job, like if it's in that area, I'm going to go look into it. So I um, got on Amazon and I just ordered uh, just what was standard for me at the time. I ordered two of the uh, lamps and then just been doing like 20 minutes or so. Um, and, and I prefer the sunlight though, but, um, and then every now and then I'll get into a tanning bed and then, uh, do the red light too. If I, cause like, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to tell you this either, but, um, around 2017, I had blood labs done and I found out my vitamin D was low, like 17 mm. in, in numbers. And I thought like, well, go figure. I'm in dark rooms all day massaging, or I'm in, indoors. I'm hardly ever getting out in the sun. So when I started, um, yeah, you know, when I started keto and started getting out in the sun more, uh, I think my numbers got up to like 85 or so. And then my roomie, uh, rheumatologist was telling me, "Well, careful! I don't want you getting like around 90 or 100, and then you'll start having problems with uh, your joints." And I'm like, "Well, I, I'm, I, I think, well, I just thought, well, I'll just maintain where I'm at. I just won't go over 100, but, but keep it like that." um yeah come to to find out I, i believe vitamin d changes throughout the day i'm still i'm still learning more about vitamin d so but to be as low as it was then you know with immunity and with um you know i'm getting that better with my immunity and um yeah just um improving that vitamin d
0: yeah, that is so awesome. I mean, because so, so many people are deficient in that uh, in America and probably all over the world. And I know it's involved in so many processes in our body that if that vitamin D is low, you know, you're, you're not going to be doing so well. Um, I remember what I was going to ask you now. I saw that you were reading The Salt Fix.
1: Okay by yeah. Dr. James Dean of And yeah.
0: Yeah. So have you, have you gotten much into that yet?
1: Um, just reading just as far as like, gosh, um, really just thinking about like hydration too. Cause I also have his other book, the, uh, the immunity fix. And uh, before my workout, I'll do like, um, I'll do the Redmond's or the relight. And then sometimes I'll take like a half a teaspoon of, of the salt and mix it in the the water and drink it. And uh they have hot mm-hmm. hot saunas and wet saunas there too. So I want to replenish what I you know when I use. So and um actually and, and then I also swim and when I'm getting out of the pool I, I drink more of I try to replenish what I can. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. Have have you noticed any differences adding in more salt?
1: I notice if I don't get enough salt, I get headaches. Or I just feel, I just feel like dehydrated or I feel like something's off for sure. Um, There was a time, there was a time where I did get off of salt for almost like, I don't know, like almost two days. And I mean, I was doing the salt that was in my food, but I just wasn't doing the additional Mm -hmm. that was in my electrolytes. And and I noticed a change, like a difference with that. So I thought, no, then I'll tell my wife, Hey, I'm not feeling so good. She goes, did you have salt? Thank you. Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. So if i go yeah. i guess if i go too long i'll take half a teaspoon put it under my tongue let it sit there for about 20 seconds mm-hmm. and then just drink it with water and even before I, I do a massage too if i if i feel like i'm not feeling well then i'll just do salt before that massage or that's what yeah because you know it's it's pretty physical what we do in in body work mm-hmm. we're moving extremities sometimes or just stretching them too and yeah if we're doing eight in a day you know it's it's a lot of work it's physical for sure
0: yeah um and i i i would imagine with the ankylosing spondylitis cuz you you are you would be you know kind of leaning over these tables was that something that was getting in the way of you doing your job the way you wanted to it,
1: it was in, in 2017 uh, it was it was getting pretty bad where I had to use a walking stick to help me get out of bed in the mornings, and it wow. took me about it took me about an hour or so to get mobile and start moving and getting ready around the house. And um, when I started changing, um, you know, my diet. Um, but before that, before the diet, it was 2018 is when I started my biologic med. And when I was doing that, I saw I felt different and started feeling better. Started gaining weight because that's one of the results with mm-hmm. um yeah these medications and um 20 about 2020 is when i started getting more lean and, and started losing some weight i think i got up to like 167 170 and now i'm like back to 150 i'm i'm back to what i weighed when i was in my 20s when i was uh, personal okay. training and um but yeah just um the yeah um,
0: Okay. So, so you've, you've experienced some weight loss then on,
1: on the diet. I have, I have, I think with the, the biologic med, it was making me gain a little bit, but then when I was doing keto, Mm keto, carnivore, that was like helping me lose the weight and maintain the weight where I should. Yeah. And in 20, in January, I actually stopped taking that biomed. Um, it was just one of the questions I was asked by my rheumatologist is like, how are your joints? And I would just think, okay, well, I'm not getting worse and I'm not getting better. I'm just neutral. And I think if I just keep eating the way I am and taking the the desiccated organs and the other, those, those type of supplements and salt, and I think I'm just going to do better. And um, thank, thank goodness. I haven't had to been, I haven't had another injection since January, but I'm just going to see how it goes. And then, why take something when I feel like I don't need?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel.
0: Yeah, so so eating this way and the lifestyle change has definitely helped help that that condition. Then, I believe it. Yeah, and I'm feeling um, it. And you mentioned another. I I think. It, you'll have to help me with the name lymph lympho
1: lymphocytic colitis
0: yeah. lymphocytic colitis okay ha- have you noticed any improvements in that area
1: um i'm no longer taking uh ascal which was a med for that and then um i wasn't i probably didn't stop seeing a G- stop seeing a gi back in 2010 but then when i was seeing the rheumatologist they said hey it's a win-win this can treat colitis and it can treat AS." And I thought, well, I mean, maybe it's okay for me to take. And so I did. And, um, yeah, stomach wise, like if I eat something that I shouldn't eat, like if I go and eat chocolate or if I do black coffee with nothing in it, yeah, I'm going to have an upset stomach because it's just, they're just, it's just so acidic. It just, yeah. It wreaks just havoc Mm -hmm. on the colitis.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, but you can do coffee with cream then.
1: Um, I have, I think my last cup was probably around March. I was on it for about, okay. well, I, was, I was actually a coffee drinker for two decades, you know, cause I'd get up and go to the gym and I, I felt like I needed it. And then I got off of it for six months. And then when it started cooling off outside, getting colder, I wanted something hot to drink. And um, my wife was telling me you should do bone, bear, bone broths and but you know all the the broths, and so I was kind of doing coffee and that at the same time too, and then I got off coffee again, so yeah
0: yeah yeah see your your wife your wife she knows what the deal is she she knows <laughs> <laughs> you need her <laughs> yeah um i I'm trying to tell my husband like wives know everything just listen just listen to us the first time and suffer less. oh sure um (laughs) yeah (laughs) um okay well have there been any any other benefits you want to talk about or anything unexpected that um that has really improved since changing your lifestyle changing your diet
1: um i would say mood has gotten better um uh, I do feel less anxious too, uh, whereas before um, caffeine and all those other other sugars and carbohydrates would really make me off edge and jittery and But um can't think of anything else right now. That's about it.
0: yeah i um I do remember seeing one of your posts that you had experienced some improvements in your blood pressure.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I I believe so. I I posted a couple of of posts on that. Um I would say I've always had low blood pressure, that I, now that I can think about it, but um I think I probably got to like 120 125 127, but like now it's like I don't know, like 110 105 over mm-hmm. you know, over 72 yeah I'll just I'll yeah. just um yeah I'll just I guess I'll just keep posting that because I I like to kind of see where my numbers are and I use Instagram and all my Facebooks to look reflect on okay keeps track of it and all
0: yeah yeah but that that I mean even though it, it was never like dangerously high that is something no. that um you know it's is is worth um worth noting that you know, you were, you did, it did lower changing, changing your diet. Cause there's a lot of people coming to this way of eating that that's a big issue for them. I know that was my big thing, blood pressure. So when I first started learning about carnivore, I wanted to know about, all right, well, is this really helping people's blood pressure? Is this making a difference, you know, and, and so I think a lot of people care to know about that. Um, and so you've had the support of your immediate family doing keto and then carnivore. Have you had any pushback from any extended family or any friends, like at any social gatherings or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I have. um, But, uh, you know, I just kind of listened to what they say and kind of remember what it was doing to me. And I thought, well, I think what I'm doing is working for me. So I'm just going to keep on, keep on doing what's good for me but, um, but yeah, um, friends and family, they've, yeah, they just given me, you know, just those, I mean, they, they kind of eat what they eat and you should try some of this and it's something that I shouldn't have. And I'm like, I I think I'll pass. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs)
0: Yeah. 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 I, I feel like, um, when I was vegan vegetarian, if someone said something about my diet, you know, I would get really defensive and I feel like it was kind of like it was because it wasn't working for me anyways, but I feel like now I'm just like, maybe it's a zero carbs in and I'm just like, yeah, well, you know, it's not for everybody, but it's like, I know how, how much this has changed my life and what it's actually doing for me that I, I, can't really be bothered by anything negative anybody has to say about it and then um like social social situations i know what that's like someone like here try this you know they're putting spoons in your face and i'm i'm really adamant like yeah no i just i don't i'll 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 come out and say it like i don't eat seed oils i don't eat vegetables you know and i'm not going to eat that (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah yeah one time uh, um someone did offer me some um they cooked a oh was it i think it was pork belly and they they had all these meats and i didn't know what kind of rubs they used so i just kind of like asked oh so what did you cook what did you cook it with they're like oh well we used sugar and we used like molasses and we used all this other stuff and i was like okay <laughs> Or yeah, I went. Yeah. I went to lunch with some friends too, and then um, we went to a barbecue place. And so I'm just asking them at the counter, like, "Okay, what meats do y'all have that are not that have no rubs?" And oh, well, the turkey has no rub, and and okay, I'll have that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Um, all right. Well, I saw this really interesting picture on your Instagram the other day. It might have been today, but you had on toe spreaders. It, oh, yeah. it was, yeah. What are, what, what kind of benefits can you expect to gain from a device like that? Cause it looks like it would feel really good. Cause I, I try to get my husband to massage my feet and put his fingers in between my toes like that. But I know that's weird and gross so he won't do that, but that, <laughs> that looks, that looked like a, like something cool I'd like to have. Um, can you tell me a little bit about it?
1: yeah so i just got them in the mail yesterday and optimistically i wore them to bed last night because i wanted to see like um from all the years of wearing shoes tennis shoes tight socks i mean my my toes were just going in and in and Mm um kind of like my daughter is also an inspiration for me for this too she's she likes to go places barefoot and she's into grounding and um I think she might've mentioned it too, like kind of pointed it out too to me. So, and then I see more ads on Instagram about it. And I thought talking to the, uh, the physical therapist I used to work with, um, he was telling me get those pedicure pads, those cushioned ones and sleep with those on and Mm -hmm. or probably putting, or probably putting cotton balls in between my toes while I'm wearing shoes. And that'll start helping me get more space between my toes. But when I saw the toe spreaders, I went ahead and ordered them and, uh, been wearing them. I can probably wear them for about like maybe two to three hours and then I'll have to take them off and put on my Vibrams, which are the, the toeless um, or basically their, their toe shoes basically. And those feel comfortable for me now, but before, I mean, I I couldn't even wear those um, couldn't even wear the pads, the pedicure pads, because those would start putting pressure on the nerves Mm -hmm. and the joints and I'd have to take them off. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, taking them off. But, um, I'm going to go to yoga tomorrow and I'm going to wear them in yoga class to really focus on, you know, the stretches there that require the toes and the feet to spread out. And yeah, cause, cause they're, they're very soft. It's got a soft texture to it. And, um, yeah, it's pretty flexible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, they are funky looking, but I was like that now that looks like something I need, I need in my life. <laughs> Um, and then I wanted to ask you, you're a swimmer. How long have you been swimming?
1: Wow. So I got into swimming when I was seven years old. Um, My mother put me and my older brother, uh, in a gym. And even though I couldn't work, you had to be 14 to lift weights and all. And me and my brother are seven years apart. So he's, he's older. He's four. Yeah. He was 14. I was seven. So I'd go to karate and I would ask um, adults that were in the pool because you had one of the pool rules is, is that you had to have an adult watch you while you're in the pool at all times. So didn't, not knowing how to swim, I I just taught myself. And prior to that, my mom sent me to swim lessons and I just couldn't get it. I mean, I was with instructors and at that time I I was a lot younger too, but when I started going to the gym with my brother, I, I was getting in the pool with him and I was getting in the pool with you know, just other people and watching them swim. It just came natural and I was doggy paddling. And then I was able to start turning my head and breathing right in the pool. And then when I went to college in, um, in 20, in 2001, um, they had an intermittent or either intermediate swimming class there. And this is a community college in Dallas. And I started learning from the triathletes that were swimming there And I thought, okay, so there's more strokes than just doggy paddling. (laughs) So I I really got into it when (laughs) when I was like in my early twenties. And then um, when I started getting the diagnosis with, you know, ankylosing spondylitis and that started coming up and I thought my rheumatologist said, I want you in the pool. And I thought, well, okay. Uh, I've worked out in the pool. So I guess I'm going to go back to the water. And uh, what's great about my job is that they sent me through some of the uh, water certification classes that they had at Baylor in Dallas. And they'd come down from uh, California, or they would come from Florida, from Naples, Florida. And they would host these, um, these uh, conferences in the pool. So I started doing like upper body workouts, vertical exercises, holding the hand paddles, uh, exercises with the noodles. And it just, it just became a good workout for me Uh, i want to say probably the last month now i've been doing more weights and getting out on land and and lifting weights which which does make me a little more sore so i'm thinking okay i need variety i need to probably half and half maybe pull half and half weights and mix it up that way but yeah i love swimming
0: yeah, it looks like fun. It looks like fun. You've got some of these stories that are really cool. You know, you got the perfect music, and you're just swimming through the water. And I'm like, man, I wish I could swim like that. I, <laughs> I um, I can swim, but I'm either a doggy paddler or a, I, I guess I I'll move my arms. I feel, I don't feel like it's proper. I feel like I'm just doing it to get to the other side and. And you know what? It's hard work. I mean, I, I lift Mm. really heavy weights five days a week, but I'll get in the pool and try to do a, a couple of laps at my, uh, grandfather's pool. And it's not Olympic, but I mean, I'm, I'm like winded and, and I really feel like my body's working hard.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So let's see. I have one last question to ask you. Um, What advice would you give to someone just starting out with a carnivore way of eating um, or someone who was in your position um, all those years ago, just getting those um, diagnosis, diagnoses? I think Mm -hmm. that's plural. (laughs)
1: You know, I would say for, to, for them to just to be patient with themselves, because um, you know there there were times that I had cheats and then I thought, well, I shouldn't have ate that. I mean, just be patient with that part of it. Um, research more, um, find out what works good for them. Um, yeah, just to um, get into some groups too that are also carnivorous or that are in the carnivore page and. Kind of just get tips and ideas from them too. That's that's helpful as well.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah that that sense of community really is strong. You know, so you're not feeling like you're doing this all alone. Like you're the only person in the world. Yeah. <laughs> going going through these uh, things. Um, well, Erin, this has been an absolutely fantastic interview. I, again thank you so much for taking the time out your day to meet with me and talk about talk about your health journey
1: you're absolutely welcome thanks for having me
0: that's it for today until next time stay meaty stay strong and stay inspired do you have a carnivore story to tell connect with me on instagram at meet m-e-a-t mrs m-r-s Grubs. G-R-U-B-S. I would love to interview you. And the world needs to hear your story and how meat heals. Thanks so much for watching and all your support. Bye-bye till next time.